Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. The acoustics may be a little different at this time because I am coming to you from my shack. I'm out here and it started raining, so you may hear a little bit of rain also. Um, I want to tell you that my friend Steffi and I attempted to do a show on Halloween evening. For some reason, we cannot do a show remotely. This uh, latest attempt was the third time we have tried to do that. So what's going to happen now is if everything goes to plan, we will be doing it this weekend, hopefully this Saturday. So um, I don't want to make any promises because I've been talking about this for the longest time. But for whatever reason, we are not able to do the show remotely. I um, went to troubleshoot and see all of these different things and all these different reasons and so on. And um, I'm going to tell you, I was actually on Halloween evening, I went into my actual bedroom closet and I have a chair in there. And that's where the Wi-Fi originates from. It's in that little box, whatever the heck that's on the wall. So I figured, okay, earlier in the day, I logged out, I logged back in, I went into the closet where the, I figured that the signal was the strongest. I sat there, I contacted her. We had a really good connection, very clear. And all of a sudden it dropped again. So you can imagine my frustration. I was just so angry. So um, we're not going to try to do that anymore. And the strangest thing is that I have done remote shows with Victoria Kennedy many times, and I've never had this problem. Now, Steffi and I try to do a show together remotely, and we cannot do it. Not only, but um, Steffi's much closer. I mean, if that has anything to do with it at all. Steffi's right in the neighboring city, and Victoria is in Los Angeles. So, um, I don't know. She said she finds it, Steffi says, she finds it rather strange why this is happening to us. Um, she said we weren't going to talk about anything that we shouldn't. So, <laughs> she's looking at it from a different aspect. She's looking at it from more of a um, spiritual realm. I understand that, but who knows? Anyways, um, I wanted to come on today to share a very interesting theory that I just heard, all right? So there is um, actually, it's a group of people who say that, okay, this is going to sound a little wild, I have to warn you, okay, that uh, one of the reasons besides the reasons that were given for the pharaohs, you know, in their burial places. They had their gold. Sometimes they would even be buried, I guess, or in with like one of their helpers or, or whatever you want to call them. And they would have all of these things for them so that they could use them in the afterlife and all that, you know, when they found... Um, 
Tutankhamun and all of the treasures and all of these things that were in his burial burial chamber with him and so on, you might wonder like, okay, well, we understand their cultural beliefs that they would perhaps need to use these things that they were accustomed to in the afterlife. But um, is there anything more to it than just that? We know that many things historically have been suppressed. A lot of news has been suppressed. Even We've even been lied to, okay, about certain things that have gone on. So now this theory is that the pharaohs, now I'm not going to say all of them, but there were some. When they died, they really didn't die uh, 100%. It was not a 100% death, okay? So they weren't alive like we are, like we are walking, talking, breathing, eating, sleeping, doing all of these things. But they were not 100% dead. They hadn't... um, passed on spiritually as well as maybe select very select body functions were still working i know that we have been told that they pulled the brains out of these things through the nose i mean out of the dead pharaohs okay They had this tool and they would pull their brain out through their nose and so on and this and that before they were uh, mummified and so on. And then they would put their organs in different little containers. Now, why would you do that if you believed that people, that these people were passed away? Why would you feel the need that you had to do that? All right, once again, it was a cultural belief for some reason, and that's what they practiced. So there are, once again, some who theorize that these things were removed, but they were still working. They were still functioning, not at 100%, but maybe a very small percentage. So they go on to say that that is one of the reasons why DNA is able to be extracted from these mummified corpses that are thousands of years old, even to this day. And I've often wondered that. These things, when I've seen them on TV, on the History Channel or whatever, they look like paper. They look like there is nothing that could be salvaged as far as DNA. But apparently, there is. And they are able to extract DNA from these ancient mummies. As well as hair. You know, they they still have hair. Because hair does not... uh, it, It doesn't degrade and turn to ashes. So, I mean, I know it's a wild theory, but when you start looking at it, 
as far as, okay, well, it kind of does fit into like, like a puzzle piece. Okay, well, we've been told certain things, but we all know we haven't been told everything. So that's just something that I wanted to share with you. I don't know like um, how the percentage of people now who are looking into this and who have actually come up with this theory. I know it's, I mean, to me, it's very interesting. But nevertheless, it's only a theory. And it's something that we will never know because who's going to share that information with us? Now, if this thing was really happening, if this was really true, who's going to share that with us? You think they're going to come out and say, oh, yes, it was true. They weren't, they were um, not alive as we know it. You know, like we're, like once again, we are animated. We are moving every day. Well, these things weren't alive like we are. The other part, okay, of this theory is because, once again, I'm not saying it's every single pharaoh, every single member of uh, any type of royalty as far as these ancient pharaohs and things like this, but they are saying that now there were some of them. And I'm guessing that these are the ones who had the most elaborate burial chambers and had the most what of their belongings and all of this other stuff in there. And once again, even once in a while, they would entomb one of their helpers with them to help them in the next life. Yes, and they would entomb this person in there while they were living. So anyways... I don't know the percentage, but they are saying that there are some of them who were not fully human, all right? So it doesn't go on. They don't go on to say what type of um, beings these were supposed to be then. Um, They're saying, okay, some type of hybrid. They were like some type of hybrid human. Now, what were they mixed with? I don't know. I haven't um, gotten that far because when I started looking at this, it was just so friggin' wild. I just, um, I had to put it down and like kind of walk away because it's... um, It's very, I mean, it's, for lack of a better word, this is like a crazy type of uh, theory. Yes. So these things did not die as in the type of death that we know. These things died a different type of death where they were no longer able to maybe walk and talk and... uh, ride horses or whatever the case may be. But they were not passed on. So I don't know, there was a very small flickering bit of life still within their corpses. So that's one of the reasons. Maybe they were putting these things in there and even putting their 
one of their helpers in there with them because they weren't sure. The embalmers or whoever it was, the, the people who mummified these, these bodies, maybe they weren't 100% sure. They didn't have experience and weren't sure if these things were going to reanimate and come back. So it's very, I know, I know how it sounds because trust me, when I first was um, approached with this, I was just like, wait a minute now, that's getting a little bit too much. This is a little bit like reaching, but the more I thought about it, it's like, okay, we know that we're not told the truth about many, many things. We know that uh, suppression is very big as far as any knowledge that we've got. We have to look elsewhere for many things that we are interested in if we are looking for the truth and looking to solve mysteries and so on. So maybe there is an element of truth. I'm not saying the entire thing is correct or I believe the entire thing, but maybe there are little crumbs of truth within this theory. Maybe the, that would be that uh, some of these pharaohs were not fully human, okay? Maybe it would be, or, well, if they're not fully human, they are going to perhaps die, I mean, it's possible, a different type of death. It's very, I know guys, I mean, I, I keep on like rambling because it's like, wait, I don't know what to do with this. It's just, uh, once again, it's like over my head. But I couldn't wait to come and share this with you because it was just like mind blowing. And trust me, I first heard it and I just kind of like, man, get out of here with that. Like, Get away with me with that. Get away from me with that stupid theory. But little by little, I started thinking about it. There are so many strange things that go on that we don't know. And even some of them are things that we cannot even speak about. There is something called the forbidden knowledge. And these are things that some people know about, some people know of, but they can't speak about it. It may be because um, you're afraid of ridicule, afraid of um, being called names, things like this, especially high-profile people. They cannot just come out and talk about things maybe that they would like to. They're not able to share things maybe they would like to because a lot of them, I mean, would it would even jeopardize their not only their careers but their own lives. So for many reasons, they don't come forward. But something like this, while um, it's almost like the more you think about it and the more, because I'm going to look into this. I'm telling you, I've been looking at into certain things about this. I didn't have a whole lot of time though because I wanted to come and share it with you. But um, it's not as startling of a story as it was when I first heard it, when I first heard this theory. Right now, it's like 
because you you mentally start trying to fit, fit pieces together. Well, yeah, you know, that would explain this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's not a probability, but it is a possibility. So, I mean, even people who say that the Sphinx speaks, just like the man when he was walking by, and it was like many, many years ago when the Sphinx was covered up to its neck in sand and this man was walking, so maybe some of them only thought that there was a head of the Sphinx there because it was buried for so long, except for the head. And he said that the Sphinx spoke to him and said, um, or asked him to dig him out. Like, um, if you dig me out, I will do something. I mean, I don't know the full story, but I know that there was someone who said that the Sphinx spoke, and then he went ahead and got a whole bunch of people, I guess, and they finally dug the Sphinx out so that its whole form was finally revealed. There is something going on there. I I mean, um, I, I cannot laugh at that story. I can't laugh and say that man was crazy or anything like that. And there was this other person many years ago, but in recent history, who um, he was like this um, psychic and he was um, kind of like dramatic. This is probably about 20, 25 years ago. And maybe this was a known fact because it's been so long ago and it's before I started looking in or studying anything, you know, 25 years ago. I mean, I wasn't uh, looking at certain things at that time. And he came forward and he said, there is like, there are rooms underneath the Sphinx. And in these rooms are contained like many archives of maybe um, births, like a hall of records down there, as well as um, historical type of um, literature and stuff down there underneath in these rooms. So I just figured, okay, that's just another one of his dramatic things. I'm not going to really pay too much attention to that. But then a little while later... I heard it again, and this is more recent, that there are, in fact, some sort of room or rooms, but some sort of structure that is underneath the Sphinx. It didn't go on to elaborate about what it is that is contained there, but maybe that person all those years ago was correct. Maybe there are some sort of records and archives and things like that, historical documents that uh, we don't know. We don't know what those documents would be and we'll probably never know. As well as there hasn't been any um, governmental agencies coming forward and saying, oh, we found some rooms underneath the Sphinx and it has this, all this and that written down on papyri and it's talking about Zeptepi and all this other stuff. 
See, we will never know because if there's something down there, people have already been down there looking. I don't know, archaeologists or, or something, some kind of scientist, what, whatever. They already have been there, already gone through whatever's down there, but no one's talking. One of the reasons I believe is because it would change history. It would not only change history, but it would change the way we look at probably just about everything. Beliefs, just life in general. So this is something that it's a little creepy when you stop and think about things that aren't all the way dead but are wrapped up and mummified and in a tomb and things like this if it is true. But once again, it's just a theory. We all know that the truth is very, very often stranger than fiction. Is this one of them? We'll probably never know. But I am going to look a little further and see if I can dig up anything as far as this particular theory. And I know that you will too, because it's, it's like, wait a minute, how in the heck could this be true? That's one of the things we don't know. We don't know if it's true. That's why it's a theory. Anyways, um, I just wanted to come on real quick and share that with you. I know how it sounds, but you got to admit, it is pretty interesting. So I'm going to try to be back on Friday and bring some more interesting things. And, um, you know, I look for creepy every day for I can share with everyone. And um, I want to thank you once again for walking with me, especially on this rainy day. I don't know how I'm going to get out of my shack now and go back inside without getting all wet. But, oh, well, it's just water, right? Have a great day, guys. Once again, I want to thank all of you for joining me. We can all walk together through the strange paradiso. Ciao.